Hello everyone and welcome to your NASA weekly update for the week commencing Monday, the 22nd of May 2023. You know the reason I'm laughing right now is I just recorded this exact podcast minutes ago, finished it and then deleted it inadvertently without actually saving it and sending it over to Chris for final packaging and popping up onto YouTube. So this is a repeat not for you, just for me. So I need to get through this right now. Here, I'm going to spoil a wee bit of a surprise. It was about 27 minutes today, but with this wee preamble, it may end up creeping into about 28 or thereabouts. So just to manage your expectations up front. Oh my word. Anyway, it's Gary here again. And you know what? We're almost done with the season and that feels to me anyway, like a good thing overall. This... This time last year, I think I did mention this before, but this time last year, we had just secured the Scottish Cup. That was yesterday, a year ago yesterday. And we're four or five days removed from our first major European final in 14 years with our very, very close penalties defeat to Eintracht Frankfurt. Thanks again for that, Aaron Ramsey. And things were really looking up for us and we had high hopes for the new season. There was nothing to indicate that we were going to end up in the situation that we are right now. You know, with all the, the money that was coming our way, you know, albeit a wee bit overstated at the time. And just that, you know, the fact that we had we'd got some silverware we hadn't had for, for over a decade and been to a European final and, and just everything seemed to be on the up and up. And then this season happened and we managed to just kind of implode on ourselves really, didn't we? And Anyway, so we, we have a, a change in manager um, that, that, that seemed uh, to be the first in a kind of longish line of fundamental changes at almost every level within the club on, on both the playing and the admin or leadership side, which I'm fairly confident is going to bode well uh, for, for our future. Effort for our club and, and none of the changes that I've seen in the past month or so or even the past six months or so if you go back to, to Michael Beale and his staff coming in back in November or so um, has given me any cause to think oh 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 dear we, we can't keep losing people of this calibre and expect to get back into the winner's circle or anything like that they've all seemed fairly logical from, from my perspective and, and, and maybe can I say necessary to just get as refreshed and get as moving on to the next level, not just for the short term, but for the medium and long term as well. Anyway, on to the, the game segment for, for this week. And just the one game this past week, and it was Sunday's 3-1 victory at Easter Road versus Hibs in, in what was quite an entertaining game, actually. And, and I'm, I'm definitely, just to manage your expectations, not going to spend a lot of time on, on this uh, this weak because the game is kind of basically meaningless really isn't it um, but in summary I thought the game was entertaining as I, as I mentioned and and good a good one to get up early for it was 5am my time yesterday morning and of course what you can expect at Easter Road is typical end to end stuff going on but on this one occasion and it's probably most likely because there was nothing really to play for for us we didn't get sucked in by their frenzied start and the crowd being all pumped up and kind of in our face or anything like that we were calm we were composed on the ball and we contained things pretty well, I thought. And then James, Captain James Tavernier curls an absolutely superb free kick in, in the 32nd minute. And, and while it was struck brilliantly, I have to say, if, that, if we lost that goal, I would be extremely disappointed in our goalkeeper. I honestly would, but I don't want to take that away from such a great strike. Uh, from from uh, James Tavernier or anything like that and he seemed to know exactly what he was doing at that particular point on that one and I don't know if that was just some research that they'd done before in training or some training ground stuff or whatever but he, he was so confident up to and including the strike the strike went exactly where it was supposed to be and 
and you know it went nestled in at the back of the net and that's exactly what we want to see every single time he takes a free kick outside the box and then we had Janice Hadji getting on the score sheet uh, too around about 10 minutes after the, the restart of the second half and with a with a great finish from the edge of the area after his first shot was was blocked and it was just so great to see him starting um, you know the game and then continuing his rehab uh, with a goal and he did get quite emotional after that as well you know that was probably a lot of outpouring of emotion you know based on the last kind of year and a bit year and a quarter year and a half uh, almost that the guy has had as well and he wasn't having a fantastic game to that point so just great to give that wee bit of impetus for him and you know to, to kind of move forward as well and then the magnificent Todd Cantwell capped it all off with a, with a great finish uh, towards the end of the game when he stole in on a loose ball in the in the area to rifle home and I think that's his third goal in three games for us and honestly this guy is just dynamite for us isn't he he just he really is he's, he's fantastic to watch and then unfortunately we lost a goal right in the death to make it 3-1 but overall very comfortable game for us and what turned out to be an eerily empty Easter Road certainly empty by the end of the game anyway I think it was like about the 65th or 70th minute it just started to get emptier and emptier and emptier and emptier you know and talk about support they're there to support the team you know not support them just when things are going well or just when they've got something to play for because they did have something to play for they had you know they if they had beat us they would still be within you know a fairly distant opportunity but you know within the last couple of games still within an opportunity to finish third in the league the way things have gone as well so a big big game for them and then as soon as it doesn't look like it's going to work out the fans are like okay him time and off they went all right whatever i guess that's what you expect from hibs fans overall so positives from the game the score and the overall performance uh, i thought was great team performance and some individual performances and then as i mentioned great for Haji to continue his comeback the way he did and and, and get that finish which was a really good finish um, after after the first shot was blocked also really great to, to see the young players Alex Lowry, Lowry? <laughs> Alex Lowry, <laughs> that's easy for me to say, Aaron Lyle, Robbie Ewer and Ross McCausland uh, coming on towards the end of the game and getting some game time. Always, always great to see the young guys breaking through and this will be good for their resumes and their confidence as well. On the negatives front, nothing really from this one uh, to be honest. Really too bad to see Robbie McCrory lose his clean sheet record in this one and you could see how upset and disappointed he was when, when the ball went in. But to be fair, he he didn't have an amazingly assured game overall, I didn't think. You know, there was a couple of times when he was right in the mix and he's supposed to be your crosses guy and give us a wee bit of a dynamic that we didn't have with Alan McGregor, certainly in the later stages of his career and, and didn't really have a John McLaughlin um, either. And then on at least one occasion, maybe two in this particular game, he came out and just kind of whiffed it. And, and was fortunate not to concede before he did. Mistakes can happen and I'm not being a, a downer on him at all but I think if he looks back on this one he'll see that there was definite room for improvement for him based on some of the basic errors that he kind of made for himself quite honestly. On the stats it says we had 68% possession, 19 shots overall with 3 on target and then that was uh, compared to their 14 shots and 3 on target so I guess we had three shots on target and scored with all three and they had three shots on target and scored with one I guess if that's if that's what the stats say that's what the stats say on the referee watch Alan Muir did okay he didn't have any or many controversial moments that I can recall in the game VAR wasn't called upon once I don't think other than you know probably checking for the goals 
when they go in just to make sure everything is is okay on them so he's going to get the standard 7 out of 10 and we'll never need to talk about him hopefully um, ever again in the in the future not that he won't referee Rangers games but we'll just move on from that two games this week to wrap us up um, for season 22-23 and both in league business of course again and starting with this Wednesday's uh, home match against Hearts and that's a 2.45pm Eastern Standard Time kickoff 7.45pm UK and this is our final home game and a chance for our soon to be departing players to, to say goodbye to the fans one last time in a Rangers shirt. If you listen to Michael Beale's post-match press conference after yesterday's game, he did say that some form of announcement would be coming out tomorrow, Tuesday, to to talk us through what, what's been communicated to the players and, and give the fans an opportunity to know and understand what they can see or expect to see when they show up at Ibrox on Wednesday night. I think they obviously announced Ryan Jack's one-year extension last week. If they haven't announced any more, I suspect that that means that there's probably not any more. The main one in that bucket for me was Scott Arfield. I wouldn't have been surprised or disappointed, by the way, if he hadn't been given a year's extension just to kind of, you know, help the other newer players coming into the midfield bed in a wee bit. And he's, he's always great for a cameo shift off the bench as well. But you never have seen ever, but, but it doesn't look likely right now. And then, of course, the big ones for us also would be Alan McGregor, Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. So we'll see what the announcement says tomorrow. I could be wrong on all of those fronts or some of those fronts and then we'll see what happens. But for the folks that are in attendance, you'll get an opportunity to say, go to say goodbye to some of them, at least anyway. And then our final game is on Saturday morning, the 27th of May, and that's a 7.30am Eastern Standard Time kickoff. That's 12.30pm UK, and that's away to St Mirren. And St Mirren have a, had a, had a, just came off the back, actually, of a, of a very good result at Sharkhead on the weekend there, and they were ahead twice and have fully deserved a slot in the, in the top six this season. So it'll be good to round off the season with a very entertaining game again, and, of course, a victory in our very last game of this uh, miserable season, really, in the most beautiful town in the entire world. And I'm maybe just a wee bit biased when I say that, but I firmly believe that to be true. And then that will be a wrap. For Rangers TV, just a reminder that in the next week or so, hopefully this next week, we'll do the survey to... Uh, to establish what your club preferences will be for RTV support in season 23-24. I'll try and work with Alan on that as early as possible this week. If possible, it would be good to get that done prior to the weekend's game. If we can, and then we'll just see where clubs stand and, and you know give us an opportunity to gauge what type, style and level of support that each club will need from NARSA and from RTV themselves as well. For shout-outs for this week... I've actually got quite a few to get through. Sometimes there's none and sometimes there's a ton and there's a bit of a ton for this week and, and a lot of them are kind of family related as well. So I'll get through them as quickly as I can. Firstly, I'd like to just congratulate on behalf of NARSA all the awards winners at the Player of the Year Awards dinner last night. And I'll just go through these fairly quickly. The Sam English Bowl for the first team top scorer went to James Tavernier. He's got 18 thus far this, this year. I think yesterday was his 101st for Rangers as well and he has an opportunity to better his season tally season best tally from 2021 to 22 of 19 because he's got two games to go so here's hoping he maybe gets a couple against hearts on wednesday night just to kind of break that record as well and what has been a very good season for him thus far the first team goal of the season went to tony goals for the uefa champions league qualification goal at psv eindhoven not the most beautiful goal you'll see but certainly one of the most poignant and important for us 
in what was an otherwise kind of minging season overall, wasn't it? So first team players, player of the year and men's player of the year. Two different awards went also to Captain James Tavernier as well. The players player obviously voted by the players and the men's player of the year was voted by, certainly I remember doing my voting through the managers account and uh, I don't know if it's just that or if it's that and then leadership or hierarchy or they take other other tallies from elsewhere but certainly the, the fans would be a big part of that so congratulations three awards for Captain James Tavernier in last night's dinner the John Gregg Achievement Award was posthumously awarded to Jimmy Bell as well and I thought was a very poignant touch uh, for, for his family and friends as well and just goes to show how well thought of he was by the club as well so so well done to uh, to Jimmy and and his family and friends as I say the Academy Player of the Year was to Aaron Lyle so he had quite the day yesterday getting some first team minutes and then getting the Academy Player of the Year award and on the women's side with the Women's Players Player of the Year was Sam Kerr and the Women's Player of the Year was Brogan Hay as well there were some other awards I think for goals and, and things like that as well but you can go to the Rangers website and see what those are but those were the main ones that I wanted to mention as they related directly to uh, to the achievements of the players so so well done to everyone and again congratulations from everyone at NARSA this coming Sunday NARSA social media guru Andy Carey is tackling his first ever marathon as he runs the Calgary Marathon here in our now adopted home city Andy has been pretty intense in training for the past, I think it was an 18 week, 16 or 18 week programme, so the past you know, three or four months or so. Actually, he's been taking his running very, very seriously this, kind of, this last three or four, four years, quite honestly. Um, and this Sunday is a, is a very big milestone and a very big day for him. So all the very best of luck in the race, Andy. And as long as Leo's athletics meet doesn't clash, with you finishing, I will definitely be there at the finish line to cheer you through and toast your success with a beer for me. So I really do look forward to that. All the very best there, mate. You'll do great. I did receive a shout out, speaking of Andy Carey's, I did receive a shout out from the man who I call Big Andy Carey from back in Paisley. Uh, for his granddaughter, who is also my niece, Chloe Carey, who has been back home visiting since late February and is heading back to Calgary, actually, after the convention. She's going to meet us in the convention in Toronto in a few weeks and then just hop back over to Calgary with us after. Andy, or Big Andy, I should say, also known to the Carey clan as Pops or Dad or some other title, I'm sure, said, can you give Chloe a shout out this week as she's been to all the home games since she's been home. She's had her highs and lows against that mob. And this is from all members of the Castle Street Loyal Rangers Supporters Club in Paisley. I will absolutely gladly do that. No problem at all. Andy, Chloe is, uh, is an absolute um, sweetheart of a lassie and has packed, really packed a lot into her three-ish month home trip and I'll be personally I'll be very delighted to have her back in Calgary and living just around the corner from me here uh, to quite honestly save the constant and pretty much mostly last minute asks from her for Rangers this, Rangers that, concerts this, concerts that, that I've had to endure, yes, endure I say this past three months or so. <laughs> Thankfully, as it works out, I'm not busy at all these days, Chloe, so so don't worry about that. I'm basically just sitting, twiddling my thumbs, waiting on you messaging me uh, with your next ask. So it works out really, really well. I just, of course, no, I don't. This is actually serious, but I'm really, really happy to do the shout out. And especially because it's on behalf of my old bus mates. 
as the Castle Street Loyal was my bus that I used to go on when I lived back home in Paisley as well. So, so well done, Chloe. Enjoy your final home game of the season this coming Wednesday. And, and hopefully we get the victory. You've been a bit of a good luck charm apart from the, the Scottish Cup semi-final. So, so overall, your record is sage on that one. Almost the last one for today, keeping with the family feel. I did want to extend a huge, massive congratulations to my beautiful baby boy, my son Leo, who passed his learner's test this past Saturday morning. We did try and actually get him through the test on his 14th birthday last Wednesday. Yeah, I did say 14. For the folks back home, this is this this will be difficult to comprehend, but we, we start at 14 here over in, in Alberta in Canada and they get a learner's license. They, they can then drive a car after that, but they have to have a, a, a license holding a driver over the, over the age of 18 in the car. They can't drive at night. There's certain restrictions and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, 14, wow, it's way too young. But anyway, we did try on his birthday last week. Didn't quite get there. And it, and it was a wee bit of a downer um, for, for everyone involved, especially him. But to his credit, he buckled down, he studied very hard and f absolutely flew through it on Saturday morning just before his athletics practice. So um, it was brilliant. I was so, so, so proud of him. And we have actually been uh, out driving a couple of times uh, together he, uh, on Saturday night and then a wee bit earlier today, not long before I started recording here, actually. And it's surreal and it's exciting. It's very, very fun to see him literally growing up in front of my eyes. And I don't mind admitting I got a wee bit emotional. Uh, Saturday was a, was a poignant day uh, for, for the whole family, actually. So for him to do it, on Saturday was was a wee bit emotional for a whole bunch of reasons, but what a boy he did! Absolutely amazing, and I'm so so proud of him. I don't even know why I do this because he never ever listens. So I guess this is just for everyone else who knows him. <laughs> you know, just to kind of just talk a wee bit and then talk about how proud I am of him. Anyway, finally, I did want to to do a special shout out to everyone in my family and and our close friend circle as well as we commemorated a year. Yeah, a year since my dad Ronnie's passing. I can't believe it's been almost. A year already it's absolutely flown by but the the hole he's left with all of us is, is testimony to just how important he was in, in all of our lives and personally i still haven't quite come to terms with it and and struggle uh, fairly fairly regularly with um, the, the odd wee emotional episode now and again but I, I do firmly believe that the first year is the toughest and at some point down the road i'll get to move from this stage to something else that's more upbeat, more grateful, more progressive for everything that he was uh, to me. I'm, I'm definitely not there yet, not even close, but but hopefully sometime soon. So I, I love you, Dad. I, I miss you greatly. And uh, and I, I hopefully will start to have some very, very fond memories that are at the forefront rather than just the hurt and the hole that you've left in the next wee while. <sighs> On to more... Um, uh, more tactical things, I guess you could say, on the convention update for NASA 2023. Get this, I can officially confirm that it's 24 days, 24 and three weeks until Toronto Midtown host what is sure to be the biggest bash of the overseas Rangers calendar year. As I confirmed last week or maybe a couple of weeks ago, the hotel is now sold out, as are the three night packages. They're also gone too. There, are there is still time for, for anyone who has booked a room who now doesn't intend to attend that you can still transfer that room over just to give the, the folks that are maybe looking for a room the opportunity to get it at the group rate. And you can do that online. You can do that with your credit card. Uh, just change your credit card, sorry, your, your details and your credit card details on there. And that should go fairly smoothly. We do still have Thursday and Friday night packages available. And you can purchase those pretty much up to and including the day of 
as we will definitely have space for you, as I mentioned last week, and those are $100 for, for both nights. So if you're interested in them or any information about the golf, the football, or the, the brewery tour that is being organised for the Saturday, go and visit the NARSA main page. The very front and centre thing that you'll see there is the Convention 2023. Click on that and everything you will need in terms of information is going to be there or how to get it. Um, is going to be there as well. Just a wee reminder that we are going to put together a blue room bar for the Thursday and the Friday and have that set up if you're interested in going and just hanging out and uh, just maybe a wee bit of respite before you go out or a wee bit after you come back or if the weather's junk, it's maybe to keep you dry or if it's too hot, it's to keep you cool. Whatever it is, we will be there. You'll be among friends and it's an opportunity just to kind of hang in the safety and sanctuary of the hotel as well. As I did mention, we will have a wee bit of an itinerary, hopefully, together just to give you an idea of who's going to be there and when. So stay tuned for a wee bit more information on that as we move forward. That'll be a wee bit closer to the event. I don't know how much closer we get than 24 days, but, uh, you know, that'll be over the next couple of weeks for sure. Do you know what, folks? To me, this is, this is countdown time. Of course it is. And it's like... Rangers are 1-0 down in a very, very important game. 25 minutes to go, and then you look at the clock, and it looks like the game clock is going four or five times faster than regular, normal time. That's the feeling I'm getting right, right now. And before you know it, before I know it, I'm going to be on the plane heading over to Toronto thinking, OK, we'll just make the best of what we can. What was done was done. What wasn't done was, wasn't done. And we'll, we'll hopefully have a brilliant convention. We will have a brilliant convention. And even sooner after that, I'll be on the plane back home thinking, what, what happened there? And then it will be all eyes on New York City as we go forward. I have been getting lots and lots of inquiries about New York City folks, and we are still in negotiations uh, with the hotel via our travel partner. Uh, for right now, there's a lot of work that we have to get done to get that organised and get it confirmed. And I'm hoping that we'll get some sort of semblance of completion on that before the end of this month, before the end of May. Um, so please be patient. This is typically not our MO. We usually have this organised quite long in advance, but it's not for the want of trying. We are, we are putting in a superhuman effort in the background to make sure that this is exactly what we want and need it to be for next year. So hopefully we'll get some announcements going on that early next month as we lead up into Toronto as well. On to other business, just a quick reminder again, the, one of the main reasons we have our convention is to host our annual general meeting and this is an election year and we do have the secretary and treasurer positions open. If you're interested in just finding out a wee bit more about them, the, uh, the job descriptions for both of them are, are both on the NARSA website. If you go to the NARSA website and then about us and then scroll down to constitution, the, the job description is listed on the constitution there. If you're still interested after reading the job description, get in touch with me directly at rangersscc at hotmail.com. That's two S's and two C's. And then we'll tie up a quick conversation. I'll give you a call and, and we can have a quick blather about what the role is, my vision for the role, and, and you know how we want to take things forward as an association. And these are obviously very, very key, critical core positions for us as well. On the communication front, we've got a couple um, to, to get through. And the first one I did want to do was just provide a wee bit of a reminder about the thing that I had mentioned last week, which was the showcase. That is uh, a showcase of your football talents that is being run by jo uh, football agent John Viola and his team at the 451 agency. And in that, you would go to Spain. There are seven partner clubs involved. There are going to be 14 scouts and the space is limited to 100 players. I'm going to keep the link in the blurb over the next wee while and would encourage you to take a peek 
if you think that's something of interest to you or someone in your network or, or someone that you think might be interested in it. I think it's certainly worth checking out uh, for to give people who maybe don't have that access and exposure um, that very thing, access and exposure to, uh, to, to potentially signing a professional contract as well. As I mentioned last week, I think this is brilliant. I think this is such a cool thing. I don't know if this has been done before, but just to kind of put it on with the with the prestige in terms of the clubs involved, in terms of who's running it, in terms of the, the, the physical location. And things I think is I think it's amazing. So good luck to, to John and team for that. And as I say, I'll just keep it in the, the blurb over the next few weeks as we close in on that event as well. I did also want to mention the the you know maybe I should have done this in the shout outs now that I think about it, but the, the women's team they went into yesterday's final games of the season still with a chance of winning the league. The the, the women's league of course and and up to and including towards the end of the game and they, they still had an opportunity to do that and then uh, on the other side of the city Celtic were beating Hearts 2-0 and I think Rangers had to at least match their their score or better the Celtic score to, to win it and unfortunately we lost a goal in injury time and then so in injury time that goal that was scored then took the title away from from Celtic women's team, which if we're not going to win it, the last thing we want is them to win it. And it's certainly from them to win it by something that we did as well. It's the women's version almost of kind of helicopter Sunday. I can't remember what other people were calling it on online. But my understanding is that now the cards on the table here, I didn't see the game, but Rangers scored an equaliser, which then I did see this on, on Twitter this morning, which then went rapid fire around the, the stadium at Sharkhead where, where they were playing their game and everyone's all thrilled because Rangers have equalised against Glasgow City who eventually won the game and, and won the championship and then they were all delighted that, that they had got it and then that goal was disallowed but I understand, <laughs> I understand that, the, that it shouldn't have been disallowed there was some phantom foul on the goalie or a phantom foul in the box or something like that so uh, huge commiserations to the team but congratulations on making sure they, they didn't um, hand the title over to them unfortunately what that defeat means uh, for the Rangers women's team is that they finished third you know so with a chance of finishing first and then finishing third they miss out on Champions League football uh, for next season so that's a downer and they had it in their hands a few weeks back and then just it kind of they just kind of kind of wet the bed again a wee bit you know didn't they and that's too bad for them but they did win the first trophy of the season and they're going for the Scottish Cup next week as well so third place finish and two trophies in a season is that is that good enough to, to keep the existing management team intact for an assault on things next year but well, I guess we'll we'll see with the way that changes are happening at the club but I wouldn't bet on it but who knows what the measurements were for this season at the start so I guess we'll see what happens there um, also I just did want to mention I'm going to going to provide a wee bit of an overview here as the last thing on my conversation with James Bisgrove from last week but before that I did want to mention I'm going to be on the heart and hand network tomorrow on their daily update and uh, if you subscribe to heart and hand you'll know what the daily update is and i'm going to be a guest of david edgar's on that tomorrow we're going to talk about all things narsa 2023 and whatever else is coming up in the land of rangers as well of course you'll know that david edgar is our mc for the second year in a row at the convention so it's poignant to get to get the note out there and it's always great to have a catch up with david he is a great guy it's kind of ironic because i'm telling you right now it's tomorrow the chances are you might listen to the daily update before you listen to this podcast if you're a regular listener to this podcast and then you might be forgiven for thinking 
Good you and Gary, you never even told us that you were going to be on this. I would have got myself prepared. I would have worn my Sunday best on a Tuesday and then I would have got an opportunity to listen to that. And then you'll listen to this and then you'll say, oh, he did tell us because that's the kind of guy he is. He tells us stuff. But anyway, just um, we're a bit of a victim of timing on that one. But I hope you enjoy it. I'm really looking forward to chatting to David tomorrow. And I'm actually going to use my new computer. I got myself a new MacBook Air last week. And I'm going to use that one. And hopefully the sound quality is a wee bit better than it typically is on my other laptop that I've been using in the last couple. Because it's usually kind of a wee bit tinny and a wee bit echoey. So hopefully that'll be good. Anyway, back to my conversation with James Bisgrove. I did I did have the, the fortunate opportunity to, to chat with him last Wednesday as discussed over the last couple of shows here and we, we talked about a variety of things firstly we talked through his new role and, and how much he is looking forward to working across all the departments within the club to set the club up for success going forward and then we got on to NARSA specific work and, and in terms of NARSA specific engagements I did mention uh, to, to James that the club has been quite underrepresented for, for including Toronto in a few weeks for the past three conventions now and I asked him again as we already had an opportunity to ask after last year in Vegas where, where we pretty much had a club no show apart from Greg Marshall you know, I asked James if there was anything specific, is there any specific reasons of what we're doing or what we're not doing or the timing or the locations or the format or the floor, whatever, that we would need to talk through that's just not palatable for the club anymore. And he emphatically confirmed that there wasn't. It was just, we were just kind of victims of emergent circumstances that had, that had presented themselves at the times of the, the Windsor Convention in 2019, Vegas 2022 and and Toronto 2023. So that was good to hear, and I'm, and I'm happy about that. Uh, we did talk briefly about the 2024 convention in New York City, and, and there is definite interest from the club to be actively involved in that one, and, and, I, and I, genuinely, I genuinely believe James on that one, so we'll look forward to engaging with them more as we go forward. I did also bring up an opportunity for a wee bit more um, further or deeper fan engagement in North America through some sort of official supporter recognition or official supporter pack or something like that and this was inspired by by Colin from the Orlando Rangers Supporters Club who had had showed me quite some time ago now actually what the Spurs Club do their their pub shares with with the Spurs Orlando Supporters Club I've probably butchered the name my apologies Colin but they, they get a flag that says official member of the overseas supporters for season 22-23 something like that you know and there's just they probably get a membership card and they're, they're, they're likely situated on the website as, you know, being bona fide members and, and things like that. So we'll kind of talk through that a wee bit as well. And, and I did actually share that with James when, when Colin had shared that with me initially, um, but we never really had any opportunity to take that forward. So it was good to, to talk through that with him and he was very interested in that and we're going to continue to talk about that going forward as well. And we also talked through a wee bit of the, the fans representative board that he's mentioned if you saw his his recent interview with RTV. In fact, I think that was broadcast the same day that him and I chatted and and how they're thinking that this fans representative board will get off the ground. I don't know if this is a little bit of a byproduct of the think tank that I'd been talking about over the last couple of months that Greg Marshall was trying to get together and we did have a few people put their names forward to, to be interested in, in what that was going to be and then all the, the changes and upheaval came at the club and, and that's kind of been... It's been slowed down uh, for now, um, but yeah, we talked about what that was. I, I did offer up a wee bit of help and, and a bit of a history lesson of how we did it on the official fans board back in the day, way back in 2014. 
or thereabouts. And, and I'll hopefully get... A, oh, actually, I, should, I guess I should qualify that. For those that don't know, there was a Rangers fans, official fans board back in 2014. It was the brainchild of, of then... Um, CEO or, or chief exec or whatever his title was at the time, Graham Wallace, and that was a that was a election type style voted in position twelve positions on the board to represent a variety of, of fans and one of them was overseas fans and and I was very fortunate to to be voted in on that and we had a, a very colourful shall we say eight or nine or ten months together and you know thinking about the timing of it you know a couple of years after the dark events of 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 uh, February. 2012 and we didn't have our troubles to seek and getting ourselves established and getting ourselves ongoing and dialogue with the club and the like um, but you know we, we did some stuff and uh, anyway I'll hopefully get an opportunity to spend some time with James and Greg Marshall on, on the process that we followed, the format, the engagement model, the communications, the criteria, things like that and then the ultimate you know kind of disbanding of the board as well and hopefully that will help them provide a wee bit of structure or food for thought for the next version and and you know and do things that are more commensurate and appropriate to where the club is today and where the fans are today and what the communication protocols and the like are as well so hopefully I got an opportunity to talk about that fairly quickly and the, the conversation wasn't super in-depth it wasn't superficial either but you know definitely worthwhile uh, you know I really do like James I, I really do respect him he's a very switched on fella he listens intently, he digs deeper on the topics that we discuss and is constantly asking clarifying questions to ensure that he truly understands what information is being shared or discussed in, in what context as well. So I'm, I'm very impressed and I can't wait to see how NARSA can help him and the club going forward and vice versa as well. So more to follow on that as the dialogue continues as well. Okay, dokie, I said 27 minutes at the beginning. We're obviously creeping up here now on 35 i'm not 100 percent sure why that is i feel like i've covered the exact same to content and topics but who knows so that's going to do it for this week my friends i am going to go and try and not delete this and get it out of my hands and into chris's hands as quickly as i possibly can as always i'd like to take this opportunity to thank you very 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 much for taking the time to listen please do forward it to whomever you think might enjoy it to continue to grow the community across the globe as much as we can until next week Let's just get this season firmly behind us, concentrate on the convention and then look forward to next season, shall we? Until next week, please do take care of yourself, folks, and all the very best, okay? Cheerio!